y'all it's dr erica here this episode discusses work-life balance along with wellness and features dr jada moore ruffin nationally recognized weight loss specialist wellness expert life coach and physician she's a board certified family and obesity medicine physician you don't want to miss a single moment of this episode because work-life balance or work-life integration was a challenge even before the pandemic But this never-ending pandemic has stretched everyone to their limits. This episode is packed with so much great information that I find myself wanting to re-listen to it to pull out more nuggets of wisdom for myself. We discuss what is wellness, how different areas of wellness all impact each other, how our capacity is impacted by stress, the importance of the ability to just be, balancing personal and professional fulfillment, cycles of productivity, what is your why, the value of discernment and how to avoid the comparison trap, strategies for self-awareness, and myths about time. You'll want to stay on for every single moment and stay on to the very end because there are so many strategies packed in here to help you work on all areas of your wellness while decreasing stress and increasing capacity. It doesn't matter what your employment, relationship, or fitness status are, This episode gets to the root of why you feel stressed, may struggle with weight, and can feel like there is never enough time or that you're never good enough. But guess what? Instead of me telling you about the show, let's go ahead and go to the episode. Hi and welcome. It's Dr. Erica, your Harvard-trained double board certified psychiatrist, here to bring my over 20 years of experience to you in this podcast. And today I have something super duper special for you. I have another one of my super friends on and you're not going to want to miss a single moment of this. Her name is Dr. Jada Moore Ruffin. Now you might want to be like, well, who is Dr. Jada Moore Ruffin? I'm going to tell you a little bit that I'm going to let her tell you the rest because she's pretty brilliant. And I I'm okay with admitting my limitations that I can't introduce her probably as well as she can introduce herself. But the first thing to remember is she is brilliant. When I say brilliant, I mean brilliant. She's smart. She's intelligent. She's caring. She's compassionate. She's a doctor. And on top of doing all of those things, she's a business owner, a mom, and a wife. Honestly, I don't know how she does all of this, but what I'm going to do is let her take over and tell you more about herself and maybe all together we'll figure out how she can do all of these things. So can you tell the people about yourself, Dr. Jada? Hello, Dr. Erica. And first of all, thank you for having me on Better. I'm excited to be here today. And I mean, I feel like you said a mouthful. In short, I'm Dr. Jada Moruffin. I am... um, board certified in two specialties, one in the primary care specialty of family medicine, and also in the area of medical bariatrics. So for those of you who have heard of bariatrics, you've probably heard about it in the surgical context. So I'm the non-surgical professional who helps people to 
lose, manage, and maintain a healthy weight. Um, I usually do that through the way of understanding and helping to hack your metabolism, as well as to clear up some conditions that may be standing in the way or obstacles for you reaching your best self and best best health. So um, that's what I do. In addition to that, uh, Dr. Erica, I'm also a certified professional life coach. Uh, my areas of life coaching, my specialties are in mindset and success. So I really help women, particularly who are wildly successful in their professional lives, career and business. But there's the translation to that in their personal lives is not as robust and exciting and as fulfilled as they would like for it to be. So I help bridge that gap so that you're experiencing not only professional and career success, but you're also personally fulfilled and that life is great. So I kind of feel like I'm a happiness, <laughs> a happiness uh, expert. So I bring all of these pieces of my background, experiences, and passions together to serving women to uh, not only look great, but feel better and live at their best. Well, yes, I may have said a mouthful. I believe you said two mouthfuls. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> it was all good. I'm, I'm glad you said all of it. <laughs> it worked very well for me. So very briefly, I'm going to ask you a few quick questions to let everyone out there in the audience know just a little bit more about you. Are you ready? I'm ready. So these are some this or that questions. Okay. So burger or kale? Kale. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Running or biking? Biking. <laughs> I wish you all out there could see her face. I felt like that was one of those, like, it's really neither. I'm just picking one to answer yeah. your question. Yeah. And the, the last one is, are you a Mac or a PC person? I'm a PC person. I tried my hand at Mac and uh, it's just not my natural inclination. So I'm a PC girl. See, and I'm an equal <laughs> opportunity lover. I love you, even though I love Mac. And if I never saw a PC again in life, I would be perfectly happy. I bet. <laughs> so I know out there, there's all this talk about wellness and it's to the point where sometimes it just feels like a really vague term. What does wellness mean to you? Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that because it is becoming one of those kind of buzzwords, those trendy buzzwords to talk wellness. And for me, a person that's kind of been in the wellness space or wellness minded as a practitioner and just as a human uh, for over two decades, wellness means to me optimizing how you feel, how you operate, how you execute every aspect of your life. So it may not necessarily refer to your physical health. Wellness to me uh, relates to your emotional, your relational, your ability to communicate high and in, in a high capacity way. Uh, wellness in your finances, in uh, your enjoyment of those around you, intimacy. So it's really a state of being that is optimized. It just it, it maximizes your potential as a person, uh, as a human, as a contributor, and as a person that's able to receive from this great universe and this great world that we are part of. I love how you define wellness because I think so t so many times people get so caught up with when they think of wellness, it's kind of like diet and exercise. And that's literally all that they think of when 
there are a million different ways people talk about the mind, body, spirit connection and all of those things, but the importance of how each dimension of our life impacts the other so that it's really important that you have all of these things in order because if one's out of whack, something you may not even know is coming can end up totally out of whack. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I say is how you do life in one area is how you do life in every area. So I really like to take not even just taking away the doing, but the being. And that constant in any situation is us as the individual. So from a wellness perspective, it's almost all it's almost kind of focusing on what's the highest version of myself in any area. Am I maximized in my capacity, my capability? Not in a way that we're like so super busy and we're maximizing our capacity to take on a lot, but am I maximized in my intellect? Am I maximized in my peace? Am I maximized in the physical sense, my environment, where I am, where I spend my time? Is everything optimized and maximized? And that's where I look at kind of the the benefit of wellness outside of just the health and the physical space. Well, and I love that because one of the things that happens is the more optimized you are in every area, even if you have a finite capacity, you're using that capacity very differently. Because we ended Absolutely. up we talked about this actually also on the podcast with Light Watkins. And also when I talked to Terrell Fletcher in episode four, is that when you're if you're stressed out or you're overwhelmed or you're physically not working, you know, your body's not working well, or you're emotionally out of whack, is that you're not going to be efficient with your productivity when it comes to any task you have to do, be it personal or professional. The more that stuff takes up time because you're not having as much clarity and thought and your executive functioning isn't well, then you have, it takes longer to do everything. And when it takes longer to do everything, it steals time away. That would be your me time, your family time, even your housework time. It's just everything just snowballs. And I love the fact that you have these comprehensive systems to help people work on a wide variety of things so that they end up at the end of the day feeling whole and optimized. Yeah, absolutely. I think at the end of the day, for the way that I see and the way I share it with my clients and my patients, is creating alignment. And the alignment is really the key to living a fulfilled life. I really work, because I work with high-achieving and results-driven women and professionals, a lot of times the challenge isn't in the doing and the accomplishing of tasks and um, uh, or achieving certain goals. That's not really the challenging part. Part of it is the process, but also it's the being. It's the lack of the ability to be, to be still, to be quiet, to be fulfilled, to be happy, to be treated, to be uh, to be a receiver. So there's always this high energy output. There's always this emphasis on output. How can I do more? How can I accomplish more? How can I get go back to school, get another certification? How can I run for public office? How can I lead a a larger team? How can I go forward for promotion? All of these things that require a lot of output, the challenge that I find for women, uh, including at some point myself, is to be able to open or widen the door for input. 
So there used to be a time when I would feel like if I and, and that kind of came to me out of experience and out of study as well. There used to be a time when I would only be able to measure my success, quote unquote, my air quotes that people can't see is based on what I was able to do. And I was able to see in black and white. But what was really the the the, the part that was leaving something kind of like open or not completing that cycle mm-hmm. is that there was some personal fulfillment that was just as important, just as critical and just as intentional. So as I think about how that, you know, really pans out and how I've seen it happen, there would be times when I was able to be putting out work, boom, 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 boom. And then I would go into these, what I would call my low points. And those would be times when I just really could not produce, could not put out much, couldn't really, quote unquote, get it together. And it would cause me to judge myself. Like, what's going on? Is something wrong? Like, why am I not able to get this knocked out? Why am I not able to add more things to my already full plate? And it was almost like a a mental, spiritual shutdown, so to speak. And so I started to really study that pattern. And in fact, I became really aware of that through coaching. Mm -hmm. I was coaching with the integrative um, IIN, it's the Institute of Integrative Nutrition Coaching. And I was actually a student in the coaching program. And I was talking with one of my coaches on a session and I described this. It's almost like it was cyclical. Mm-hmm. Now, probably in your world, you're thinking, Man, is that bipolar? Like you up, uh, you down, you up, no, you down. No, yeah, sorts, that, that's sorts. not what I was thinking. I was there. There, there are lots of things that and I want to pause here a moment for the people's. There's a common misconception in the community that anytime there are mood swings, ups and downs, anything like that, it's bipolar. There are ups and downs in a million different things. (laughs) There are mood swings in a million different things. We have different rates of productivity and mood in many things. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the bipolar. Keep going, Dr. Jane. There you go. Thanks for helping the people and helping me, you know. So it was, it's, but it would seem that way. Let's, I mean, it would kind of seemingly, they're just high output mm-hmm. times and low output times. So as part of the coaching I started, my coach said, hey, pay attention to your rhythms. Everyone has a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. And that rhythm is not always the same. Sometimes it's seasonal. Sometimes there are just times that our body is just really energetically aligned with what's going on in the universe. And if we just call it our season, for me, that's fall. In the fall, I can, you know, I just feel so um, well embraced by the earth, the universe, so many things. Um, So I'm generally a higher output. But there are other times when, um, and it's not just seasonal, but she was saying, pay attention to that. Could it be seasonal? Sometimes after you've done a lot, after I've done a lot, I've been high yield. There is a replenishing time. And some of this even goes to what I've discovered, my extroversion. As we get older, we get more seasoned, gain more wisdom. As, a, as an extrovert, I would always kind of recharge by having a lot going on, being in community with people. And now I'm finding that I'm having some enjoyment in those introvert moments where I'm able to refresh and recharge just by falling back and letting somebody else leave and just being in that space. So it's just been really interesting um, how that has panned out. And I look at that as a checkpoint for wellness. I look at that as a checkpoint now. 
So I think what we often have to do is begin to understand and study ourselves and see what we are doing and what we are and how we are being in that doing and be okay to take inventory and make adjustments. I think that's the take home is be willing to make adjustments. Oh my God, this is a great conversation. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back with more conversation from my amazing guest and yours truly on Better with Dr. Erica. Better with Dr. Erica. It's time for Ask Dr. Erica. So right now it's time for a question I get every time I speak and I also get it when I am just out and about. That question is, what is a psychiatrist? So let me tell you right now. So a psychiatrist is a medical doctor. So we go to school, we do at least four years of college, typically, and then medical school is four years. And we are either an MD or a DO, and then we do postgraduate training or residency. General psychiatry training is four years. And then oftentimes people will do specialty training on top of that, like I'm a child and adolescent psychiatrist. So I did a child and adolescent psychiatry fellowship, which was an additional two years. So I did six years of training after four years of med school. So all the summary is, is psychiatrists have a whole lot of education. And since we are medical doctors, we also can prescribe and understand how medical symptoms can show up as mental health symptoms but we don't just prescribe medicine we also do therapy so we do lots of things but i just wanted you to know a little bit about what is a psychiatrist so guess what back to the show Better with Dr. Erica. i love that when you started talking about this culture of busyness and when it comes to looking at things being in seasons or vacillating with kind of productivity or even how you feel beyond just an emotional level of is someone depressed or something just sometimes sometimes you feel energetic sometimes you feel a little bit tired sometimes you you'd you'd rather be sitting up chilling at the house sometimes you want to be out there're just lots of ways things move in seasons and in spurts. And I think one of the hugest questions in those kinds of spaces, especially when we're dealing with this culture of being busy and always wanting to do more, always wanting to do something else, is the first thing is it's one of the reasons I even have this podcast because the goal of this podcast is to put you back in your life. The reason we need to put you back in your life is because we become so busy and focused on doing everything doing more things. And at the end of the day, the average person, when you're looking at doing more, the more usually doesn't include yourself. It's showing up more and doing more for work, showing up and doing more for your family, showing up and doing more for your community. But you get lost in the middle of that. So I think on one end is is that discernment that I know Dr. Jada does probably with her clients and probably also with our patients, of discerning that moment when when we want to do more or we're looking to do something else, especially when your capacity is already a bit tapped, is why do you want to do this thing? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? What is, what is the why? Because a lot of the times when you start thinking of why you want to do it, some of the things, it's on your list to add. And when you think about why, you don't even know why you want to do it. It just sounds good. Or someone said you should do it. So I think those whys 
are critical because those are all discernment points because you're looking to figure out how to you manage your capacity, but it doesn't make sense to try to expand capacity for something you don't need to be doing in the first place. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. And I definitely see that in the people that I work with. And the, the notion that there is, um, I think there are a few things. One is I think there is a lot of comparison going on. And in fact, I just mm-hmm. led a coaching session and I highlighted these issues, these issues of comparison, what I call the comparison trap. And that comparison trap actually gets us out of our lane and into someone else's lane. And I gave the example of when uh, people are in track and field, for example, one of the one of star athletes know once they're on that field and they're assigned their lane, their job is to stay in that lane and their job is to look straight ahead, not to the left, not to the right. You can't look at the guy that's jumping up and down and stretching and breathing and on either side or the or the lady that's you know adjusting things. You cannot look to the side. You always have to look look forward. And in fact, I gave an example even of horses wearing blinders. Mm-hmm. There are four reasons that horses have blinders on. <clears throat> and a couple of those I'll highlight. One is to keep the keep the vision clear. So it eliminates all the sideways or the peripheral vision. And so that it keeps the forward vision very, very clear. The second thing that it does is that it helps to reduce stress. It helps to reduce the stress of, you know, horses have this thing about constantly uh, signaling threat. So they're able to, you know, not just feel so stressed out because these blinders eliminate that. The other thing is to be able to go faster, especially racehorses. If they're looking straight ahead, they can go faster, 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 faster. And then the other reason, I guess I'll give y'all four. It's all good. Especially for drag horses is to be able to pull straight. So in anything that we're doing in uh, in optimizing and maximizing, we want to keep the vision clear so we don't need to compare by looking at other people's stuff, what they got going on. We want to be able to go faster. That generally means linearly. So that means without having to get off track or get distracted or worry about somebody else's pace, we get to stay in our own cadence because steady movement in our own cadence in the right place towards the right assignment reduces stress automatically. And then being able to enjoy the journey. All too often we're in a race, we're rushing to success, but we're miserable all along the way. So how do we incorporate or put you back into your life in a more fulfilling way so that the success isn't just a a, a plaque on the wall or a certificate here or another notch on your accomplishments belt, but it really seeps in perfectly inside of you. And your spirit just says, I'm so happy. I'm so fulfilled. And I'm so grateful to be a part of the give and take of this universe. I totally love that. And one of the things that came up a lot in that and the last bit of what you were saying is just this, the importance of self-awareness and being present, that if you're the more self-aware you are, you'll be able to see what your natural cycles are. You'll also be able to to learn from what your past behaviors or your past cycles or your past seasons are to know if there are certain places you should 
maybe tap in or, or there are certain times or, or you're, you can feel when it's time for you may need to rest and recharge or when are, what are times that you typically are more creative? So those may be times to do things that are creative. And then there may be times where, you know, you're always really organized at this time. And that may be times to do something that's more operational, but that self-awareness is huge. And then that piece of being present is what allows you to really enjoy that journey that you were talking about, to be able to to be present. Because one of the things we always hear, I know I, I hear it with my patients and clients, and I'm sure you hear it in yours because you just alluded to it, is people have this big goal. And it's like, I'll relax when I when I get this job, or I'll feel good when I lose this 20 pounds. But there's, they're so focused on that the entire time between now and hitting whatever that goal or milestone is, it's like lost time. It's, yeah. the, it's like lost time because it's almost like nothing matters until you hit it, hit that benchmark. But there's all this time and all these days that happen in between that you're not able to enjoy that journey. And I think for a lot of us, for all of you out there, one of the reasons I'm sure Dr. Jada is really big on enjoying the journey, and I speak about this with with my people also, is that the first thing is we don't know when we're checking out. (laughs) You know, if there's one thing this pandemic has underlined, none of us know what date our bodies will transition from this physical form. And if we don't take time to enjoy the journey, if something happens then you just missed it. You literally just missed it. Or if something happens to someone, you know, not even necessarily something catastrophic or, you know, your friends that moves, family that moves, and you'd had all this time where you could have spent quality time with people that you didn't, and then the conditions change. But I, I'm really huge on being present and being able to keep those connections and do things that are fulfilling in the meantime while you still have those long-range goals. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And you tapped on something that I think is underemphasized and under not well understood is self-awareness. Self-awareness is really that level of intimacy with self, that level of understanding, that level of presence, permission, and forgiveness of self to be able to be honest about what is so. So, uh, and, and that, my friend, I have found is not as natural as it sounds like it should be or would be. And very often I find that we, 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 we really need to be guided in how to exemplify, embody, and how to, to create a sense of self, self-awareness that we can rely on. So many times you'll hear people say, well, that's just how I am. But there's something below your performance. There's something deeper than how you perform. That is the how you are. But if you're truly self-aware, then we're going down a lot deeper to look and see what are the driving forces that you com- that communicate to you what to do, say, and be, and have. And you communicate back to yourself in a permissive and forgiving way. So I think that as we develop more self-awareness, then in the context of really being honest about what is so, then we can really look and see that the price that we often pay for success is really a higher tally, is a higher price tag 
that many of us really want to willingly mm. pay, but we do it anyway. We do it anyway. So that means missing things with our family. That means sacrificing um, what we would rather do for ourselves. I was on with a client earlier and she has it that uh, everything, every moment of her life has to be consumed fulfilling her family's need. She has it that she doesn't have children of her own. Her sister is not performing as she should as a mother. So she has it that it's her responsibility to step in and to parent in lieu of her sister's parenting. And she has it that, so you can see where I'm going with this, this whole having it that. This is the storylines that we get entangled in. And we really don't understand how to become self-aware enough to be honest about what is so. And so I really think that self-awareness is an important thing. The other thing that you tapped on is the concept of time and how we have bought into the illusion that we manage time. We have bought into the illusion that we control our time. We bought into the illusion that we can categorize, you know, all these different areas of our lives. And it really is truly an illusion. The only moment that we really have is this moment, this now. And it's such a hard place to really navigate in that debulking the time illusion because we're all taught to think about retirement, think about uh, your future, think about your next house, think about you have to have your vision boards and all of these things. And they're all kind of, we're creating a scarcity of time too. So we create this sense of urgency that time is running out or we're behind. So we have to really carry more plates in our hands, do more things, extend ourselves or overextend ourselves, hoping that something will stick as we just just mobilize and utilize every single ounce of time. And that illusion keeps us constantly moving without purpose a lot of times, without fulfillment a lot of times, and, um, and, and not being really present to enjoy, again, the journey. Well, and, and what you're saying is huge because it's, it literally, you literally laid out an entire blueprint of why people are stuck in a stress response. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and and I, I think that's, that's the beauty and freedom of of when you're able to break some of these, I feel like they're almost like mindset curses. Yeah. When you're able to break those, that then it frees you not only to do what you love and what you want to do, it frees you to say no. It also frees you to feel like you actively have control over your decisions, that the world isn't making your decisions for you because you've got to get all these things done. Because one of the things that we've we've talked about some, especially during this pandemic and this time where people have been stretched to capacity in so many ways, have had so many things to do, and at times it's hard to feel like you're balancing all of it, is that sometimes the benchmark, it's not as my, as doctors, our benchmark is never, did you die? But in regular life, sometimes it's, yeah, you may not have made the best dinner, but everybody ate. You, you may not have wanted it to be, you know, 
that sandwich, you know, lunch meat, but everybody ate, you know, the house might not be as clean as you want, but no one's going to die. Everybody's going to be just fine. And I, I think a lot of this circles back to being able to give, to give yourself the amount of grace that also allows you to feel like you can actually be honest with yourself and not be afraid of what you'll actually see. Yeah, the, that's absolutely true. And I think that as we seek more, we're going to have to do less. So I'm going to say, say that again. As we seek more, we're going to have to do less. And I believe that it's going, that's, that's really hard for people who are used to hustle, being in hustle mode, being in boss babe, boss chick, you know, boss mode. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, it's, it's not my intent in this conversation to strip away those, you know, motivational things. And I say it sometimes myself too, those things that we've kind of give us, get us in a mindset of really uh, cranking it out or grinding it up, grinding it out. But you know, but I also think we have to be really mindful that those don't become literal for us, that we don't use words that really begin to imprint an impression in our actions that mimic the exact word. You know how they say, be careful with mm -hmm. your words, mm -hmm. being careful because we adopt, adopt a mindset that if I'm not grinding, if I'm not hustling, if I'm not making moves, then I'm not successful. I'm not doing something. And then we swing back into comparison because then we see, but everybody else in the world, if I'm not doing it, mm -hmm. you know, they, they get in my loop, they get in my bag, they get, you know, and it's such a trap. It's such a trap. It's such a trap. So I definitely believe that as we, begin to define and maybe even redefine success that we look at more really actual markers that relate more to us being in alignment and our spirit being fulfilled and happy and satisfied and collaborative and whole and and considerate of self considerate of self and that we physically are able to move our bodies with joy and ease, to be able to uh, enjoy optimal health, that we feel great. We're not sacrificing. We're not taking less. We're not tolerating in our bodies because this is just what happens when you hustling and grinding and this whole no sleep movement that we're, we're really becoming more acquainted with the synergy and the harmony and the synchronicity with which we are really designed to operate with. And for many of us, we call that balance. I love it. Now we're going to switch gears right now. And I'd love to ask you, what are, what are some things that you're working on? What are some things coming out? Cause I want to think there's some class or some course. What, what, what's going on? How can people actually have a little bit more access to Dr. Jada? Absolutely. So a couple of things. One of the things I'm really excited about is it's almost like a relaunch of sorts in my medical practice, my medical weight loss and wellness center, which, you know, is here on the north side of Atlanta. We're really expanding uh, with this whole concept 
of uh, total health, total well-being, and helping to serve as mentors and guides to people in in the totality of, of health. So we're doing some great things there uh, to bring more people in and to give them a greater sense of uh, knowledge, understanding, education, and a greater ability to be co-partners or partner with us as clinical experts on how to optimize and maximize their health and well-being. So that's happening at Real Weight Loss and Wellness Atlanta. We are uh, on social as at, uh, at Real Weight Loss Pros. You can also Google us. We're at Real Weight Loss and Wellness Atlanta, and we're doing some really great things. There we focus on helping people with physical accomplishments, helping people to modify their weight in ways that make them feel happy, confident, wonderful, beautiful, and all of those things. I'll tell you, one of the things we've really been working on uh, or that we've been seeing a lot of is people who are kind of in uh, flux between surgery. So a lot of times I mentioned that uh, surgical bariatrics is what people are most commonly affiliated or associated or understand. But a lot of people come to us because they are preparing for another type of surgery. For example, plastic surgery Mm -hmm. or gastric bypass surgery. So people are coming to us and we're building uh, some continuity with other plastic surgery and bariatric surgery professionals so that we work together in helping people not only get to um, that achieved space of what they see, but also how they feel and how they maintain that. So that's one of the things we're up to in the medical space. And um, what I've been able to also, it just just been a, a really wonderful thing in 2021, I launched, launched uh, Unstruggle Your Weight Loss. And I Struggle Your Weight Loss is a group coaching program that is designed to help women, specifically high-achieving and results-driven women, like women who are killing it everywhere, to unstruggle their weight challenges by really looking at what creates the struggle. All too often, as clinicians and, and the people that I see, they've been seen by their doctors and they're told to eat less and exercise more, but that's still not yielding the results that they desire. So what we often don't get the opportunity to explain in those short snippets is what I call the other side of weight loss. So Unstruggle Your Weight Loss helps to really bridge that gap between the physical, the emotional. A lot of women that I work with are emotional eaters, stress eaters, uh, have um, unhealthy food relationships. So they're booed up with food and food is Mm -hmm. not booed up with them, you know, because it's not a booed up situation and a good, healthy relationship is that there's always this um, this high yield of fulfillment and give and take, Mm -hmm. give and take. So in food relationships, there's always a take, 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 take. And it doesn't give you the reward or the results that you desire long term. Food addictions. And a lot of times it's things that people have not really looked at that impact, influence, or are associated with how they um, experience their physical health. So it's a great, uh, it's a 10-week coaching program. Uh, I bring groups together. I typically try to keep a smaller 
size to each individual group, usually about 10 to 15 people. And I run that um, throughout the year quarterly. So every quarter there's a new group. And it's just been amazing. As a matter of fact, one of the things that has happened, I intended for it to happen. I didn't know it would happen as quickly, is that the offshoot to unstruggle your weight loss has become unstruggle the next level. So I've actually been able to take clients out of unstruggle your weight loss. And it, it, and it really was born out of the client request. Like, what's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. So we, you know, I created unstruggle the next level. So we really talk about vision and goals and uh, personal mission and fulfillment. And we really just take that to another level now that we have discovered and began to understand some key principles for self-awareness and self-development. Well, I'm excited about all of that. And well, there are going to be some links in the episode description if, if you need to find Dr. Jada. But one of the things I've always loved about all of the work that she does, be it in her coaching or in her medical practice, is that it all focuses on this holistic view of all of these different domains that are going to be bring people to this space of optimal health and optimal wellness. And the fact that she always keeps her mind open for what are all those little hidden things that could be sabotaging you with, yeah. you know, the first thing, especially as women, we, we all notice our weight. <laughs> we, we notice weight, weight is something you notice. And one of the things that she's really great at is seeing what's what's behind those things that are causing okay. frustration, be it weight or or poor self-esteem. But whatever someone's coming for her for, she's able to look inside and see what's actually underneath it. And that's one of the ways she's able to get results with people that have felt like they have failed in the past because a lot of times she works with people that have have tried have tried diets, have tried coaching, have tried to look better, look into ways to be better with their health. You know, they've taken classes, they've done all of these things, but somehow or another, despite attempting to get some type of help, that they still have been feeling unsuccessful. So I think that's one of her superpowers is being able to look underneath that and, and see what else is, is causing where else are the breakdowns so that you can get the necessary skills and be firmed up physically, emotionally, and spiritually so that you can actually rise, as she said, to your next level. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting you say that because in my medical practice, what we say is, our kind of saying is that we specialize in the person who's tried everything. Our specialty is the person who's ready to throw in the towel. Our specialty is that person who feels like nothing else is going to work. And this that it's almost like a concession. This is just how my life is going to be. So I cannot tell you how many times I've had patients say to me, once they're on the other side of the weight loss, that you were my last resort. I had just decided that if this didn't work, I was just supposed to be this way. This I was just giving up and giving in. And I tell you, those those statements are the very things that reinforce for me that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Some days I'll joke with them and I say, well, it's a good thing you said that because 
I'll come back tomorrow. If it hadn't been for you saying that, I'm going to quit. You know, Glad <laughs> so you I'm didn't quit. I'm glad I didn't quit that I'm coming back tomorrow because, you know, what, what, because what's at stake is that when, when people are walking around with the mask on, it's interesting that we are wearing masks now, um, really for, for, you know, pandemic reasons, but people are often already walking around with masks on and we mask ourselves behind our good looks and our ability to buy nice things and to doll up and to be super smart and for some people to be um, really uh, forward and sometimes almost creating barriers around their interior. So they create exteriors that are really, really tough. But deep inside, these are people that are at home. And I'm talking about professionals, people that don't need no more zeros, that you know don't need another car. They don't need another room in a house like people that would be by most standards considered successful, but are living miserably on the inside. And so it's really, um, I think, important that, again, I'm going to go back to self-awareness, is to be willing to give permission to be really open and honest. And those are some of the things that we have to dig underneath the surface of when the physical appearance is out of, or the physical state is out of alignment. I've said it once and I'll say it again as we you know, kind of wrap up is that alignment, being in alignment, it's like, you remember when there was this the game Jenga? I think people mm-hmm. still play it. And things are just kind of stacked and stacked and stacked in a certain way. And if you move one piece, you might be able to keep the stack going, but it all may tumble over. That's the same thing that I think we experience in our personal lives is that we can manage being out of balance only for so long before we begin to show symptoms of it. For some people, that's weight gain or the inability to lose weight. For some people, that is uh, you know, losing their ability to communicate effectively. For some people, it's just ridiculous amounts of stress, insomnia, not sleeping well, um, going on shopping sprees, eating ourselves away from the stress, drinking away from the stress. That's one of the things I've been seeing a lot of. The alcohol consumption has really increased a lot over the pandemic for a lot of my clients. Girl. I that these are people that are alcoholics by any stretch. But girl, the, but, we, can but, have, but, we can have an entire podcast on the increase of alcohol and weed smoking. Let's do that. Let's let's say that for let's do that. Let's do that on another day. I'm I'm just saying it's it's it is a thing. It is a whole thing. It is a whole thing. So if I had any parting words I would say to women out there who are struggling, uh, whether it's with your weight or just with being really fulfilled and content with where you are in life, uh those that are struggling to keep your peace and joy, like you holding on to the last little strands of it, is look at where their life is out of alignment and then get help. All too often as women, especially African-American women, we have, uh, and we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. we have the superwoman complex and that we're only available to help others. We can only come to the rescue of others. No one can help when we are entangled or in a, in a, in a sprawl or fight <laughs> or needing to uh, get some 
refuge. So I would say let's stop that. If 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 you don't get anything else, let's stop it. Just absolutely freaking stop it. That's uh, unnecessary. It's uh, something that's self-imposed. And it's really killing our spirits. It's killing our our purpose is diminishing our value, despite the fact that it seems like we're able to get more done at what expense, at what expense. So um, I definitely say get help, be willing to reach out uh, to a psychiatrist, a therapist, a coach, somebody that can help you uh, navigate from where you are to where you desire to be. And that starts with just being honest. Just being honest. Stop lying. Stop lying and acting like everything is okay. So listen, this conversation is nothing without you. So stay right there and we will be right back after a message from our sponsors. Better with Dr. Erica. Welcome to Goodwin Medical Associates, where we provide customized, caring telepsychiatry that is delivered with compassion by a Harvard-trained, double-board-certified psychiatrist. Don't you know that everyone, including you, deserves great mental health? Visit www.goodwintelepsych.com for more information and to book your free consultation. To stay in touch with all things Better with Dr. Erica, you can go to betterthepodcast.com, betterthepodcast.com, and you can also follow us on social media at Dr. Erica, D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A. That's D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A. My parents used all the letters on all social media. I look forward to hearing from you. Better with Dr. Erica. We need to actually do my speed round questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Drum roll. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I had the sound effects. Yeah. But I do. <laughs> so what is the best lesson you learned from your mom? The best lesson I learned from my mom is to be unyielding in supporting others. Um However, the other part of that best lesson, it's a twist to it, is to not lose sight of yourself or myself. And I won't say that that happened because that was what was modeled. It was quite the opposite. And so I've learned that lesson indirectly to be unyielding in support, but don't lose sight of myself in that support. Okay. So it's almost like... um, and I'll leave that right there. Yeah, you know, these are the speed round questions. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know you'll be back. You know you'll be back. Yes, yes. So what's one piece of advice that you'd like to give your younger self? Girl, you're good enough. You're great, as is. There's nothing else that you need to um, to have to tap into the greatness that you were already born into that you, all your fabulousness is in your DNA, it's in, your, um, it's in the spirit that God has downloaded within me. So it would be like, girl, you're good enough. So keep it moving. Can you talk to my younger self too? Can you tell my younger <laughs> self that too? Yes, we'll have a communicate, a little, little, a little time away for our younger selves. Sounds great. So what's a favorite gift to yourself? 
a favorite gift to myself, two things. One, would, my biggest thing would be last year for the very first time, I did a, a one-month sabbatical. So mm-hmm. I unplugged for the most part. And I planned, maybe about three months, I planned to take time away from work, from home, from family, and uh, just really get away for myself. And I did that in September of 2020. Mm. And I just absolutely felt like that was the best gift that I could have given myself was the obedience and the pursuit of that for myself, not letting anything else get in the way and tell me how ridiculous that was to be taking a month off from life. <laughs> I'm giving you a virtual round of applause right now. Yeah, I take it. <laughs> it is going down. Um, I feel like it leads perfectly into the next question, which is if you, you have a day off, what are you looking forward to doing? If I'm having a day off, I'm looking forward to starting out with some meditation and definitely some, probably a nice long walk uh, on a trail or some type of hike with some good, tasty, nutritious food and some good music. And just uh, really, that's kind of a, a, a chill out day doing me. <laughs> I love it. And y'all out there, you need to know Dr. Jada is an excellent cook. <laughs> it, it, it just is. It is what it is. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank just you. Just speaking truth. Thank you. So is what's one thing that you do if someone either disrespects you or underestimates you? Oh, the underestimate. Oh, well, you know, I'm going to just about every time prove you wrong in a very, very uh, graceful and refined way. So I am, um, if I'm disrespected, I'm going to, again, gracefully exit this situation, and you will not find me in that situation again. Yeah. Keeping it classy. I'm keeping it classy, but I know when to say when. Hey, there is such a thing as keeping it classy with boundaries. Exactly. That right there. Boundaries. (laughs) Exactly. And the last one is, what's your superpower? My superpower actually is, this is going to be weird, but I have like this editing eye, like I can see mistakes (laughs) or, you know, errors in large print, Mm -hmm. like when there's a lot of stuff written, for some reason I can hone in on the errors. So that's, that's a weird kind of superpower thing. It's not weird. <laughs> I mean, I still have to give the most entertaining one still of date goes to Dr. Lisa and her superpower of frying chicken. I, <laughs> I, I, I was so not ready. You, Dr. Jada knows Dr. Lisa. I do know her. <laughs> and I did not know that. I, and I, I had no idea it was coming. <laughs> I did not know that was her superpower. Who knew? I did not. So I, I, I know we've had you all out here for a while hanging out with us. Um, if I could or if I had one of those podcasts that stays on for hours, you know, I would keep you here. But since we spend a lot of time and a lot of you are busy professionals, I want to respect your time. 
Mm-hmm. So since we're about to wind down, do you have any final thoughts or takeaways for the people, Dr. Jada? Uh, my final thoughts or takeaways is don't be afraid to give yourself permission to be totally into you. Be, don't, don't be afraid to give yourself permission. It's two steps to be totally into you. And um, I think I'll leave it at that. I love it. And where can the people find you? At D-R-J-A-D-A-M-D. That's at Dr. Jada M-D. You can find me there on Instagram, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And um, if you're interested you know, in finding out more about our medical weight loss practice, you can go to www.startwithreal.com. Yay. So all that'll be in the episode description. So if you are driving, it's okay. You don't have to stop or try to get in an accident trying to write down her details. They're going to be right there for you in your app. So I'm totally excited about that. The first thing I want to say is thank you to all of you for spending time with us and spending time with my super friend. So the first thing is big virtual hugs going out to you. The next is thank you so much, Dr. Jada, for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend time with myself and my peeps. It is always a pleasure. If I could talk to Dr. Jada every day, I really would, but she's busy, so I can't talk to her every day. It just is what it is. Busy, recognize busy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you also have a family and they're good people. You know, I, I want you to stay married and stay somebody's mama. Yes, 25 years of marriage, 25 years of marriage, yes. three kids. Yeah, we, we, we're going to, I'm, I'm grateful, truly grateful. I'm truly, and truly y'all are all so grateful. cute. Just, Thank you. Just all of the cuteness. Um, if I had to leave a final word, because I feel like we have talked about so many things, uh, is I want to go back to a part of the conversation when we were talking about kind of these things that subconsciously give us messages around grinding and hustling and the other one that if I don't hear it again in life, it's too soon securing the bag Uh uh is being very careful and intentional about what we set as our values. Uh And one of the things that makes it difficult for the alignment that Dr. Jada was talking about is if all your your top values are related to grinding, hustling and securing bags. Yeah. Is so be start being very mindful of what are your core values because that'll give you the discernment to then decide what are the things you should be doing and what are the things you should not be doing and what are things that they may not necessarily be bad, but they're not going to help you and they're just wasting your time that you could be using on things that are going to be more fulfilling. So I just want to encourage all of you out there to don't let subconsciously Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter determine what your value structure is. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I try to be smart. You know, you make me step up. So you no, know, I, had to, I had to come up with something there. good. You're all there. You're all there. <laughs> and, you know, I'm your host, Dr. Erica. You know how to find me. You know, these episodes drop every Tuesday. So come back next Tuesday for another one. In the meantime, you can always listen to some of the old ones and get caught up. You know, I could definitely use all the love I can. It allows us to be able to put out 
more and more great content. I need you to do me a favor. If you have not subscribed or followed, hit click like, subscribe or follow, depending on what your platform is. The next is if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you can scroll down, just scroll down a little bit, go to where it says ratings, give me a little five star because I know you love this and put in a review. I would totally, really appreciate it. It makes a huge difference for me. And I just want to send some love out there to you. Make sure that you are continue to keep yourselves safe, that you are taking care of your mental, physical, and emotional health. And you're also continuing to make good decisions to duck and dodge COVID. It's really not over. So that's all I got for you today. So guess what? Until next time, have a better day. Find me on social media at Dr. Erica, D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A on all social media and online at betterthepodcast.com. That's betterthepodcast.com. If you like what you heard, tap on that subscribe or follow button, then click share and click rate and review. Now don't panic if you don't see rate and review. Sometimes it mainly shows up on Apple Podcasts and Audible. But I appreciate hearing your feedback. Check back weekly for new episodes. They drop on Tuesday mornings. Until next time, be better, do better, live better. Better with Dr. Erica.